I think Denver, I think they went a little bit of zone kind of from what I was seeing. And I think that kind of messed up the Kings. Um, Monk came in, I thought, and had some, you know, good minutes to start. But then they kind of figured it out. We kind of just started settling for a lot of shots. Um, and they turned up their defense a little bit. And then Jamal Murray couldn't fucking miss. And honestly, I feel like Monk in the second quarter, he we we should have um, gave the ball more to Keegan, I feel like, because he was like cooking in that first quarter and he's playing really well. And sometimes I think that's the problem. Like we go away from uh, Keegan when he's... Fourth quarter, really interesting for me. Uh, we had our all defensive lineup, which I've always wanted the Kings to do. Uh, they had Kessler Edwards, Mason Jones, Chris Duarte, Trey Lyles, and A. Len on the floor that was the sacramento wall aka the Folsom dam if you will welcome to the sports ethos kings cast it's daily joined by my co-hosts elizabeth and naima how are you guys hey y'all first quarter keegan murray hits three threes shout out to chris duarte who blocked a reggie jackson layup Keegan also hit a buzzer beater three to end the quarter. Kings up 35 to 28. Not much to say about the second quarter. They don't make a single three in the second quarter. Nuggets outscore the Kings 37 to 20. Nuggets lead at halftime 65-55. Yeah, the first half, um, first quarter was great. I mean, defensively, I thought we were rotating well. Um, Keegan got going early, which is really nice to see. I feel like everyone kind of got involved. Um, you know, pretty quickly. Uh, I thought Davian had a nice couple shots that he hit. Harrison Barnes had a nice couple shots that he hit. Um, Sabonis, you know, slow start for him, but he, you know, finally got a good bucket in the first quarter. So, yeah, the first quarter I thought was definitely great. Um, again, their defensive rotations I thought were were really well uh, worked really well. And then Keegan had a nice buzzer beater. Um, but yeah, the second quarter was just atrocious. Um, I think Denver. I think they went a little bit of zone kind of from what I was seeing. And I think that kind of messed up the Kings. Um, Monk came in, I thought, and had some, you know, good minutes to start. But then they kind of figured it out. And we kind of just started settling for a lot of shots. Um, and they turned up their defense a little bit. And then Jamal Murray couldn't fucking miss. Uh, so there was your, you know, basically your second quarter. So disappointing. Um, but, you know, things like this, you know, are going to happen. Like the broadcast said, I think Kyle was saying basically, uh, you don't have your superstar out there to kind of stop the bleeding. And, you know, that's what Fox does is when they go on a run like that, he's out there to get the buckets. And so not having him out there definitely hurt the team tonight. Yeah, that second quarter was extremely rough to watch. Um, it sort of became where, like, Nuggets were hitting everything and the Kings were kind of like, it was, like, unbelievable to them. So they are kind of just throwing their hands up in the sky and, like, the effort wasn't as as good as it could have been. And honestly, I feel like Monk in the second quarter, he we we should have um, gave the ball more to Keegan, I feel like, because he was, like, cooking in that first quarter and he was playing really well. And sometimes I think that's the problem. Like, we go away from uh, Keegan when he's – because he's not really going to demand the ball like Fox does. So I think Monk should have been more aware, like, hey, like, Keegan is the one hitting everything right now. Let's run some plays for him. But yeah, it was um, after that first, that good first like quarter and a half, the Kings kind of folded in that second quarter. So, uh, Naima, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's what I was thinking uh, while I was watching and cooking at mm-hmm. the same time. So I couldn't really pay attention to what happened, but I had to look it up. Okay. So Keegan was four for eight 
in the first quarter and then he was two for six in the second quarter. Honestly, it's like, why go away from what was working? Mm-hmm. Uh, and not not to mention, credit to the Nuggets for for stepping up on defense. Is that what they did, Liz, in, in Naima in, in the second quarter? Did they seem to give more of a spirited effort as far yeah. as the Nuggets are concerned? Yeah, yeah. yeah defense... think... Oh, sorry, go ahead, Naima. No, I was just going to say, yeah, their defense definitely stepped up. Like Liz said, they threw like a zone at the Kings and the Kings were kind of like, uh, what do we do with this? So, um, yeah, you could just see they were just feeding off the energy from the crowd. Like, once they started hitting their shots, their defense started um, to play better as well. Yeah, it was interesting. In the first quarter, uh, you heard this worried tone from the Nuggets announcers. Oh, their energy level is low. And Mm -hmm. they were blaming all the players, of course, giving Jokic love because that's what they do. Uh, He could do no wrong, according to them. So, yeah, it was really interesting. And then business started picking up for them in the second quarter. And then everything mm-hmm. was normal for them, the Denver Nuggets announcers. So moving forward, third quarter, Kings offense starts off stagnant. Not much to say here. Denver up 18. Uh, Nuggets win that quarter, and the score is 172. Fourth quarter, really interesting for me. Uh, we had our all-defensive lineup, which I've always wanted the Kings to do. Uh, they had Kessler Edwards, Mason Jones, Chris Duarte, Trey Lyles, and A. Len. On the floor, that was the Sacramento Wall, a.k.a. the Folsom Dam, if you will. Duarte makes a three. Kings down 25 with 10 minutes to go. Uh, Shout out to them, though. They got six stops in a row until the Christian Brown layup. Uh, Len got a block on Peyton Watson. Keegan forces a turnover. Keegan also dunks the shit out of the ball on Jay Huff. And that was it, though. Time runs out. Kings lose to the Nuggets uh, first time this year, and, but the Kings did win the series. And it's okay because the Nuggets are allowed to get their leg back uh, considering the Kings beat them three times already this year. And, and yeah, the Nuggets were shorthanded for those games and the Kings were shorthanded for this game. De'Aaron Fox was not there, as you all know. Naima, Elizabeth, your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, after that second quarter, it was just downhill from there. There was, like, the King – it it was such a struggle to score. And it makes sense, like, your leading scorer, your leader, um, you're missing literally 30 points on the court. So it's going to be – and then, obviously, like, him running offense um, – Fox running offense as well on top of that. I kind of wish, like, Domas was a little more aggressive. Like, you can't really win games if you're, you know – second star player is only scoring like 13 points through three quarters. Like I feel like Domas should have been a lot more aggressive. I'm glad he got that double double, but honestly, what does that even mean? Like in a loss, right? It's a nice streak to have. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of rough. To, it was just very rough to watch. <laughs> and that's why I was kind of like doing other things while the game was just in the background, but it was nice to see Mason Jones come in. You know, we've been seeing his extremely infectious, infectious energy excuse me um off the uh, bench every time you see him on the bench he's just you know cheering on his teammates whether we're up or down and like you know so it was just good to see him to get him him some minutes like first nba minutes he didn't really score but he did have about i think he had like four rebounds four assists in like 13 minutes so yeah that was like the one (laughs) nice thing um about the game tonight yeah i think um I mean, there's some positives you could take away. Uh, I thought Chris Duarte had a really good game. Um, you know, he was kind of doing everything he could do uh, defensively, I thought. And then offensively, I thought he was kind of, you know, looking for his own shot, but he wasn't settling for the three, which was nice. Uh, 
Um, and then Keegan, you know, I just, I like what he's doing, especially as of late. Uh, you know, he's kind of just getting his shots from all over. He's not just settling for the three. He's driving to the basket, you know, doing that like runner type of shot. Um, so that was nice to see tonight as well. And then that dunk that he had uh, would have been more, you know, fun if it was, you know, resulted in a win. Um, but he did crack a smile uh, after that dunk. And he kind of looked at the Nuggets bench like he was like, he's like, what's up? You know, I'm here kind of thing. So uh, that was cool to see. But um, yeah, just, I mean, it's hard to beat a team for, you know, four times in a season, um, you know, especially with a coach like Mike Malone. And again, you know, this was the first time they fully had their team healthy. And unfortunately, we didn't have our full team healthy. So I would have liked to see that match up with, you know, two full, you know, healthy teams going at it. But we got the series win. That's kind of, you know, what matters. I don't think it's really going to matter when it comes down to the standings, because I just think um, that, you know, situation is going to be separate itself. But uh, this is why, you know, losses like, you know, Monday hurt. Um, and again, you know, Monday's loss, you, you can never underestimate an Eric Spolstra-led team because he's always going to cook up something. Um, but, you know, losses like to the Hornets, Detroit, you know, things like that. Those those losses, I think, you know, sometimes come back to bite you. So hopefully, uh, you know, De'Aaron can get back quick. Um, hopefully tonight was just more of a precaution to keep him out and he'll be back Friday because uh, we're definitely going to need it because Friday is another tough game against the Minnesota Timberwolves. You know, I thought it was great for the Nuggets to have Jamal Murray on the floor, but uh, I think one of the biggest differences was KCP. Uh, I think Contavious Caldwell-Pope is just one of those guys. Perfect 3 and D prototype that all teams need. And I swear to God, if we had a two-guard like that, uh, we'd probably get out of the first round, like more definitively. I think we can, but we'd have to play more perfect ball than we usually do. Uh, but yeah, he's such a difference maker. And uh, I will say Davion played perfect defense on Jamal Murray on one possession. And then Jamal Murray makes that turnaround fadeaway. And it's like, it is what it is, right? When someone's on a heater, you could probably slow them down, but you can't stop them. And that was a great performance from him. And I will say this before I open up the mics and, and thank you for your patience, everyone. If HB and Kevin Herter are shooting like hoes, they went one for six from three, okay? If that's happening, then yeah, let's put this game in the mud and let's put in that defensive lineup. I am all for Kessler Edwards, Chris Duarte uh, on being on the floor at the same time. Why not? Uh, as long as you have one scoring option, nine times out of ten, that's what the NBA does all the time. There's so many teams that do that. They have put in their defensive specialists and they just spam one or two guys out of the five players. It is what it is. I see that all the time. Julie, how are you? Uh, I made it in here. I'm still a sicko coming in here. Um, no, yeah, I think I this. I think the most frustrating thing with these losses where it's like these are good teams, it happens. It just makes the ones that should have been won just that much more frustrating because it's like we can't just go, okay, that's fine, not a big deal because now – any loss, losses like this stick us. We're I think we're in eighth now in the standings. It's just the the West is just so tight, and we just there's no more room to give any more of these losses. Um, but it, I mean, it's frustrating. Again, we just kind of have to go next. Ultimately, like to be a contender team, we we can't just go. Oh well, our star is out. It, we should be able to rely on our guys to keep pushing through that when they have i mean i think this record when fox is sitting out is now three and four so they can but 
we just need to keep doing. Um, but yeah, I, th I think one thing that just, I enjoyed today though, with my, I had some friends that were at the game. Um, so if you heard a female voice kind of screaming in the background of the broadcast, that was actually one of my high school friends. And I thought that was actually kind of hilarious because I, I heard it. I texted one of them. I said, I think I hear her. Are you guys near Katie and Kyle? And they're just like, yes, that is, that is us screaming that you hear. Um, so, yeah. So Julie, and this is for you and then anybody else could chime in. How good do you think this team really is? Do you think we should be like, if we played our perfect ball, our best ball, do you think the King should be at least maybe a fourth seed or do you think they're just good and, and they should hover around five and six? Like how good do you think they really should be? I could see us hovering around five or six. If we were, if all of our players were playing at their best, but I mean, I don't ever expect that for all of them to be playing at their best. I expect someone to be lacking, but others to pick up. Um, I don't think this team is terrible. I've never thought that with this group. No, not at all. We're not uh, this current roster. We have as much as I love them. We're not a, a one-two team at even at our very best. We're still missing something to to put us even at like that three-four. Honestly. So you're here for the long haul, though, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, gosh, and born raised 20 25 plus years as a kings fan i'm i'm stuck right. <laughs> and we can't change and it's one of those things you could either be a fan that knows that we're in it for the long haul or you could expect the championship this year and and go on your burner on reddit and then start making you know let's trade fox posts right so <laughs> yeah all right julie i appreciate you thank you for coming through as always the more you learn about basketball, the more you realize it's like there's levels to this. We're not at that, at that elite level yet, and, and you just have to accept it as is. It's like, okay, we're good, but we're not that great. And that's totally fair, I think. Okay, we're going to win more games than we lose, but are we going to beat the elite teams in a seven-game series? Maybe if we play perfect ball. Can you count on perfect ball? No, you cannot. Um, do we have certain players that could just will a game? With their defensive prowess and athleticism, uh, we may have like one or two guys like that, and that's it. Whereas other teams, the better teams out there in the league, have like four. And it's like, so we're lacking in a, in a lot of areas. If you just look at the elite teams, there's really just only two to four elite teams. They have just certain pieces that are highly coveted throughout the league that the Kings do not have. And back to what David was saying, and, and thank you, David. My microphone was off. Rookie mistake, I know. Uh, but, and, and thank you for speaking, David. But you, you were talking about just the Western Conference. And I agree with you to a point in, in that all these teams, maybe from two to 10, they have warts. They have holes in their team that could totally be exploited. exploited and, you know, I don't sweat them as much as I do maybe the top two teams. Um, so, yeah, it's possible that we end up in the fourth seed. It's possible we end up in the sixth seed. We could even be a playing team. We'll have to find out. We just need uh, to win our games and, and play our best ball. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I mean, like like you were saying daily, I'm not going to like lose my head over like a loss, especially one like this that like you kind of knew <laughs> in the third quarter. You're like, okay, this is sort of going to be a loss. 
you got to accept it. Like, I still believe in this team, and I think that anyone who doesn't, um, I don't know why you're a Kings fan, because <laughs> we've been terrible for so long, so I don't understand why people freak out the, one, the few <laughs> losses that we have when, like, we've been terrible for 17 straight years or something like that. So I just keep a level head for everything, honestly, everything in life, but especially when I'm watching, you know, for the most part, <laughs> some, some games do piss me off, like, you know, like the, that piston game and all that stuff. But for the most part, I'm like, you know, um, like you said, we're we're going to win more games than we lose. And uh, David made a great point where it's just like we have a lot of home games and that's supposed to be an advantage um, for for the team. So hopefully they actually do take advantage. Most times, like teams do play better at home. Um, and then the team on the road usually doesn't play as well. So. We'll just have to see how this goes. I'm going to stand behind the Kings um, and, of course, hold criticism where it's due and not just let the team go like, eh, you know, it is what it is. But understand, like, yeah, uh, players have to step up, but always, always going to, you know, say go Kings and light the beam. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's no reason to get, you know, like we can be upset by a loss or things like that, but. Some people like to get super carried away and, you know, uh, cry on their timelines and things like that. And the world's ending. Um, I'm just going to continue to be level-headed. This is a process. You know, we made the playoffs for the first time last year. Um, So we just have to keep hoping that, you know, this team continues to go in an upward direction, uh, you know, and then when they stop doing that, then that's the time to worry and panic. But um, I'm just along for the ride for the rest of the season. And, you know, we have a bunch of home games coming up, so hopefully they can, you know, do some damage at home. Uh, they should be able to do some damage at home. you got to protect home court if you want to be a good um, playoff team and, you know, be taken seriously. So, yeah, the next uh, month and a half is going to be really interesting, but I'm excited for it. And I can't do that whole thing where you get in your feelings and the Kings lose and you take it personal and then you you write a post and you start shitting on De'Aaron or Domas or whoever you're your least favorite player is usually it's Harrison Barnes and you put all the blame on them. That's so odd to me. Uh, um, those are bitch babies to me and I, I pay them no mind. I don't even know what happens on the timeline. I, I think I've muted like 70% of the fan base. Ross and I talk about that all the time. It's, it's crazy. Uh, somebody made a post today and they're like, Hey, you know, we should show more support and show the, the world who we really are as fans. I'm not sure why the Miami heat fans started, uh, um, chanting, let's go heat. We should have booed them out of the building. And it's like, ain't nobody got time for that. It's not that serious. And if anything, yeah, I think we're one of the better fan bases as far as support. We do show out, um, and fill up that arena. And I do think we're loud when they give us reason to be loud. But as far as like how we behave, online we're just like any other fan base you know you just have the the loudest fans are the ones that complain a lot and are always traumatized and it's like that's every fan base we're not special we're just like everybody else Uh, i do think that we can't hang our hat on the fact that we support our team uh day in and day out even if they're like a 400 percentage team It, it is what it is 16 years ross what's happening Yo, very well said um, by all the hosts, man. Uh, you know, um, we kind of are what we are right now. We're a young team, and we're not one of the top eight teams, but we're 
I give us a lot of credit. We're like a, you know, 10, 12, like somewhere right in there. And this is so early on, like a lot of, um, a lot of moves are still like to be made. That's what I keep reminding myself is like, we're really good right now, but imagine when we do make the, you know, say we do two trades, you know, a couple first round picks and a player, then another couple first round picks. Like we, it's not going to be this team forever. Monty is smart and maybe, you know, a little impatient at times, but I'll take it because he's got like this huge vision. And as much as I really want to be good this year, you know, we're kind of, I'm kind of coming to acceptance that, you know, maybe it was like a hot flash last year and we, we realized, yes, this team's good and it's got potential, but you know, they need to keep building and get things done in the off season. So not really going to be too upset. Say I heard people saying like panic if we make the play in and then lose and don't make the playoffs. I mean, you're going to be up against a Warriors team and a Lakers team, love them or hate them. There's like all time top 10 players on those rosters and next year, next two years, they're not going to be around. So I'm not going to look at it like, you know, we're falling off the face of the earth. Um, we've said it a million times, but, and just touching on the, um, you know, kind of shit posting on the team, just because we're like more optimistic accounts, it doesn't mean we don't take the losses hard. It's just kind of the way, you know, we choose to take it. Um, you know, if you've ever played basketball, when you lose a basketball game, it's obviously not fun, but it's kind of how you're acting in that moment to the opposing team when you lose. Are you like, you know, being mean? Are you fucking throwing elbows? Are you acting, you know, like a kid? Are you shaking their hand and looking them at the eye at the end, end of the game and saying, you beat us, you know, you were better than us. So, you know, just because we're optimistic and positive people doesn't mean we don't take the losses hard. Just choose to, you know, go about it a different way but well said by everybody right on ross and, and just for perspective uh, let's look at people who are above the luxury tax apron we have the heat the nuggets and the 76ers and you could arguably say they're all elite teams i actually think the 76ers are a tier below so imagine paying that much salary and you're probably not going to get it done this year especially with Embiid out crazy and then uh, teams that are above the second apron. The Warriors, totally fine. They already won four chips. They deserve to pay as much as they want for their success. Clippers, we know what's happening with them. If they stay healthy, they might win it this year. But think about how many years they've been in this process. Um, the Suns, revolving door of their stars. They have KD. They have Book. And they're still not elite. I really don't think they are. Uh, you have the Bucks. They want a chip. Yeah. Pay that much for your players. You want a chip, try to run it back, do, do what you can. Celtics as well. Look how many years they've been in it, and they still haven't won it yet. So it, it takes time. It, it takes a little money as well. Uh, but I do feel like we have to have success to justify paying that much for your players. So it's going to take a while, and, and that's pretty much all I got to say. Um, and, Ross, thank you again for that. I think there's a difference between wanting a win and expecting a win. Once you start expecting wins, that's when it starts playing mind games with yourself. It's like, oh, you expected a win, but then they don't win, which is why I always talk about variants and all that other shit. It's like crazy things could happen in this game where you think they quote unquote should win. Me and David had an argument about this or a debate about this like months ago. 
and it, there's a difference between expecting to win and wanting to win. And that's all I got to say. Looking forward to the Timberwolves game. Again, for me, I just want them to compete. And that's all there is to it. If, if Fox is there, uh, I expect it to be closer than anything. And, and that gives the Kings a better chance to win. But if he's not, you already know. I'm not going to waste the mental and emotional energy on that. It is what it is. All right. You guys are the best. I appreciate all the speakers. You guys are the best. Thank you for your support. We appreciate you. Uh, good day, good night, and light the beam. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.